What's up everyone? It is me, Albert, and this is episode 129 of Interactive Artistry, a podcast about video games and other forms of entertainment and also life in general, depending on how the tangents flow. So yes, as I mentioned, I am Albert, and here we are. Here we are. We are almost at the tail end. We are at the tail end of January. And the hype for Anthem is ramping up. And my hype in particular for jumping into that demo is going to be that's that's going to be quite a bit of fun also i just noticed we have some friends the cicadas and i will now close the window there we go. luckily the, the window isn't mic'd up so you didn't pick up too much of that hopefully i hope this finds you all well yes i hope um any kind of crazy trials and tribulations to do with the study or family or friends or work is, um, you know, not, not preying on you too badly. Um, and that, yeah, you've been having a genuinely, generally lovely and sort of peaceful and pleasant week. Um, so yeah, back to the anthem. And then we have some other subjects as well to flow into, but, um, I mean, I'm so into it. I, I, you know, as I look into it, realizing that it's been five years since they, um, no, no, seven years, goodness me, I think Casey Hudson in his latest post discussed that um, they have been working on Anthem for seven years, since 2012, which was when I think Project Dylan was what it was known as back in the day, and um, something something just, I don't know, was, was Bioware? I think, yeah, of course it did, it did, I think it was um, by that time acquired by EA, but something about reading about Anthem recently, has it feel completely separate from EA? It feels like at a certain point when you put a certain amount of effort and a certain amount of time into a project, it gets that sort of, um, the same feeling as, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption, where it just has had the time to be what it needs to be. It could have, it sort of transcends the studio politics, it transcends being rushed or anything, and then, like, the actual work of art starts to take shape, just like, you know, the God of War as well, when it, um, uh, when it was in development and, and how perfectly polished that was. Like nothing, nothing makes me happier than a, than a well-polished game, um, than a beautifully sort of, uh, you know, realized game that took its time. Um, and I'm, I'm getting that feeling from Anthem. Uh, and, you know, I'm reading the Wikia and I'm reading about Grabids, I'm reading about Ursixes and I'm reading about Helena Tarsis. And yeah, if you look back a couple of episodes, um, I actually spoke with, uh, um, the Assyrian gamer, who is um, uh, very, very awesome um, and articulate uh, anthem sort of analyst, let's put it that way. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed hearing what he had to say. But also on my main episode, I discussed how like my jadedness towards uh, anthem just completely did a 180 a couple of months ago. And it and it just I'm really embracing that aspect of it being something that I would have come up with, um, you know, with my friends uh, at recess, you know, uh, in like Yarralumla Primary School here in Canberra back in the day, like mechs, you know, with like t um, almost said tardigrade Death Stranding shout out, um, digitigrade um, legs, which are um, yeah, sort of the same legs as like dogs and uh, rats and um, uh, yeah, other. It's basically plantigrade is like when um, you know. Uh, a creature walks like that and then digitigrade is when it's like it has an extra little hinge there so 
I always thought, like, I actually designed some of, I think I mentioned this in my other episode, um, that, yeah, I designed my own kind of mechs, like, just sketched them a little bit um, in, like, 2005, and I had the digitigrade legs, and it was really surreal. I'll have to bring up some of those um, uh, old, uh, you know, designs later on, because um, that, that'll be cool, I reckon. And so, yeah, I'm going to be doing the, the, the demo. I don't know what I'll be doing. I don't think we're allowed to stream it. Are we allowed? I'll, I'll have to look into it. Um, you know, with the VIP, with the VIP demo, I, I see some people having been able to share some of their gameplay. So if I am able to, you know, share my beta gameplay, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll do something on Twitch. <laughs> Cue the exhaustion. Also, the, the 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 shininess. That's just from me having just um, gone for a run. So um, when I say I'm recording, I'm damn it, I'm recording. So so yeah, uh, and then also Sekiro. It just continues to occupy my every waking thought <laughs> i really i'm really looking forward to that game um i think i wrote somewhere in my notes like there's nothing quite like the anticipation towards a, a new from software game um there's like the tradition of finding out what the hub area is going to be called and finding out what kind of npcs are going to be there and uh, hearing miyazaki like tease certain uh, gameplay aspects and they're just honestly you know i i posted a bit on the reddit um about uh you know, some of the artists behind, like the unsung uh, concept artists behind um, behind Sekiro. You can go to my, like, just reddit.com forward slash you forward slash Albert Kessa or Interactive Artistry to sort of find my sort of log of articles that I wrote there. I should probably submit them to, like, a site one day because I find myself writing articles, <laughs> you know, for Reddit. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, it's Tetsu. That's his first name. Takahashi. Tetsu Takahashi. I think that's his name and one of the one among many unsung from software artists and i posted the full list there it's from the dark souls art book and presumably because they keep it's a that's what i'm leading into with this is that they keep to themselves in this really awesome way which totally reminds me of the 90s when you know they like they they kind of keep keep their closed ranks around their process and in the 90s and in the early 2000s, that was just a matter of course, because there was no like Instagram or Twitter to like, and there were no like heavily used online um, uh, sort of databases uh, for, you know, like Moby, Moby Games, I think that's one. It's, uh, it's like the IMDB for, you know, it's basically the, like the use of online in, in relation to like the game industry it wasn't as definitely not as prominent as it is as it is now where there's so much transparency and now un, un, unfortunately to me personally totally fine if you think otherwise but to me it's it's an unfortunate thing that um it has engendered a lot of um community expectation uh which like from seemed to be wonderfully just able to balance that and like a little bit somewhat immune to that um that they can be as uh secretive as they are and be embraced and um and be respected for being uh you know different and 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 keeping keeping their information close to the chat close to the chest so i said that tetsu um is um tatsu is is right up there with like tetsu onomura you know designer of like cloud strife and like final fantasy 7 and 8 um and 10 and 13 uh and 15 you know so and kingdom hearts no big deal that guy that's coming out in a few days too my goodness we'll talk about that soon 
So up there with him, up there with Yoshitaka Amano, the illustrator of like Final Fantasies 1 through 9. Um, and then also obviously like with the logos that he's done for the series all over the place and other series as well. Um, Akihiko Yoshida, so who main artist behind Final Fantasy 14. Um, and, and also Final Fantasy 12 and Vagrant Story, who's just got such a distinctive style. Yoji Shinkawa as well, you know, concept artist behind... Uh, you know, Death Stranding and also Metal Gear. And he's up there with them because I just think really, and I sort of got into this a bit on the Reddit with people and I was like, I'll, I'll take on anyone who wants to, who sees different. Um, that's like, like from software concept art is just absolutely stunning. It's, it's the best for me, the best concept art there is out there. Truly. Um, so evocative, so, um, so unique. Um, so just unique, my goodness, you know, even in the painterly kind of way that some of the details are like, it's got this sort of, ooh, like edginess to it, you know? Um, it's like, even if it's concept art, it's done with this, ooh, this narrative thrust, this narrative like purpose. There's, it doesn't feel wishy-washy. It feels like, like, I mean, obviously what the, what these, you know, concept books that we see are, are like curated results, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing a bit of kind of early sketches if they decide to provide any of that with um, Sekiro's art book, which hasn't been announced yet, but we have a mini art book coming with the collector's, collector's edition, which should be nice to, to pour through in um, just under, just over 55 days. So that'll be nice. So that's Sekiro as always. So Anthem and Sekiro, and then, um, you know, out of nowhere, I, I kind of maybe feel in a bit of a Resident Evil uh, thing happening. If, uh, you know, if it, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm feeling that whim on next payday to just like, you know, drop, drop whatever money that is for that download. It's, it's really uh, doing the rounds uh, really well. It makes me really happy. You know, they, they put a lot of effort into it. And um, it was something that it kind of had died off on a lot of people's radars, you know, uh, Resident Evil 2. And, um, you know, when I saw some of the playthrough, I mean, that's using that amazing engine. I don't know if it's called like the DMC engine or something, but it's the same one as DMC5. And it's the same one as uh, Resident Evil 7 as well. And I just think, you know, the remake thing, just the marketing does itself like RE, remake, you know. Um, so they can remake. They're, they're already, it's essentially confirmed. I was watching the um, Did You Know Gaming about the Resident Evil 2 um, remake. And uh, apparently like Resident Evil 3 is like, in development right now and that was the one that really caught my eye back in the uh late uh, sorry in the early 2000s late 90s um i remember very distinctly seeing like the the um you know the the ty tyrant strain t-virus yeah the, the t-virus kind of guy with the the huge with like the uh, the bare teeth oh my goodness it was gruesome and and jill as well i think that's jill uh with the with the sort of blue top and everything so and i remember just being like um like really drawn into that particular entry and then two it always seemed like it was the most frightening one and so but three had like a little bit it was coming out roughly the same time as i as Dra um as dragon age as um as dinosaur uh dino crisis 2 um if, if i remember correctly um and I was all about Dino Crisis 2. I had dreams about Dino Crisis 2. That's how influential it was. I had dreams of, of dinosaurs for a long time. They died off. Um, you know, interestingly, I had them right up to uh, like raptor nightmares, like for like a good decade. I had them right up to um, Jurassic World. And then because, you know, for the longest time, we were building up the idea of a fully functional park in our collective nightmares, you know, as kids following on from the original because um, we would imagine like that first 
film because of its again that beautiful i saw another wonderful um i think it's called um hear the elk or something it's a great like just uh listen to the elk or something it's some some interesting youtube channel title but he analyzed it and he said like this is the day that jurassic park died while we're on this jurassic tangent by the way um he said something along the lines of um you know, it it died when they decided to make Lost World, but I loved Lost Lost World, and I'm biased because I was I was little back then, you know, and I enjoyed that one. And three scared the crap out of me as well. Um, and there was a Cooper in Jurassic Park three, and and, and a Cooper and the start of Dinosaur, uh, Dino Crisis one as well. So I thought that was a cool little. I don't know if it was intentional. Um, uh, but yeah, so leading up to that, uh, yeah, there was a big kind of gap between 2001, which was Jurassic Park 3, and um, 2015, you know, Jurassic World. And in that intervening years, you know, I had my like early teens, then my teens, then my early 20s. And all throughout, like I would just sometimes, some nights I would just have like straight up raptor nightmares all the time. And I remember having a nightmare about a T-Rex, like terrorizing a tourist, like, like, sort of um like something set in hawaii just like discernibly like a hotel of some kind and i remember like in my dream seeing like like washing lines like people with their clothes out and like this t-rex like stalking between these buildings and it being like genuinely terrifying because like maybe people on the balconies like are unaware and they might get like chomped up or something so the fear that i had built up the stigma the sorry the, the anticipation i had built up for for um jurassic world was was huge and when i started seeing it i was like you couldn't have shut me up about it you can even look through some of the earlier sort of back in the tweety gamer stages of interactive artistries um uh, over you know i was sitting down with my friend brendan and, and discussing with him you know how excited i was and he'll tell you that um yeah on the on the night that i saw it like i think i think i was like i don't know if i was crying or something but i was really upset i was really upset in my extremely first world hetero white male privilege it's, maybe i should get a t-shirt made with that <laughs> you know, ironically, or to make a statement or something. But again, it's just something I just don't think should be too far from many first world hetero white male people's minds. It's just like, yeah, you literally are on top of the fucking world in terms of um, everything being geared towards you. Um, and, you know, I'm always trying to push that right back into getting just like evening it out. It's like a conversation that has like only one person talking for too long, just like, it's time for other people to speak. We'll we'll be here, don't worry. But it's like historically everything. Time for other people to speak. Anyway, so anyway, in my um I digress. In my uh in my priorities on that night of seeing that movie, I, I was crushed. Yeah, like it, it was I found it very difficult. I clearly found it very difficult if I was like like bawling as I kind of remember that I was or whatever. Let's just say I was super emotional and because um, it was like I felt like I had seen just the worst thing in the world. I just thought it was such an insult to my intelligence, insult to the first film, and it didn't use any of its premise. And, you know, like I think a month previously, I think I had had my last raptor dream, which was I dreamt um, of like a see-through cage that they were being kept in with like very dense kind of mesh that you could see the silhouette of the raptor through and it like... And I actually drew a picture in my like fevered 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I drew a picture on somewhere. It's probably somewhere in my drawings of this raptor shadow, you know. And, and you know, listen to the Elks video. Um, he said two things are missing and have been missing since the first one. Spectacle and suspense. 
because it is, you know, unless we're talking something like aliens, which went for a totally different thing uh, than the than Alien, you know, and and also Empire Strikes Back, they, you know, with in relation to the first Star Wars, they didn't try and replicate the first one, um, you know, and the second one, yeah, it, it technically didn't, but you know, there were still some aspects, yeah, like you know, with Yoda lifting the thing, there were still some aspects of of like complete like spectacle, you know. Um, yeah, and, and and there just wasn't like I th I think yeah, and what, another wonderful thing he says that it's never been about design dinosaurs. It's about it's been about people surviving and dealing with dinosaurs. And so this whole principle, which seems to have been adopted since the you know the new trilogy, which is like throw as many dinosaurs in the film as possible, and that's what people love, right? And you know you can't deny the box office. You know it crossed a billion. Same with the previous one, crossed a billion, and you know. That's, it just means that the audience has shifted. It's just for kids now, I think, you know? Kids who, who like, just want the dinosaurs. And, you know, like, I, I will never be able to forget the magic of that first film. But anyway, this is a huge, like, randomly Jurassic tangent. <laughs> we have other things. Other things. Um, so Resident Evil, Anthem, Sekiro, and... Um, what else is happening on the top of my head? Well, yeah, we have Dice coming up, which is going to be cool next month. Um... It's just an honor, honor, sort of honoring ceremony, which is still fun to see, you know, see Jessica Chobot and uh, Greg Miller host that. It's always crazy here in Australia staying up for certain certain hours, you know. But yeah, you know, that's going to be fun in, in its own terms. And yeah, what else is there to, to cover off on? I didn't see Aquaman yet. Haven't seen that. Um, I, I started developing this thing on my phone of like, I just became really, really... Oh, that's my heater. Sorry, not my heater. My, um, um, what is it? My air conditioner. My cooling heater, I was about to say. My air conditioner behind me, so... And as as this video goes along, if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see the, the sweat begin because, you know, without heaters here in Canberra, it's pretty brutal. I just, I have some friends in Queensland and it's like, it's 10 degrees cooler over there. And that's like Queensland, which is supposed to be super sunny. Anyway... So anyone keeping track of whether or not Albert's going to mention the weather in these episodes, you get another tick. So so there you go. Um, so on some housekeeping, I will mention that I have um, actually set countdowns and messaged people, about five people, um, for interviews in the start of February. On each Sunday, it seems, for February, I've locked in someone to chat with about upcoming titles and the year to come you know i've made it no secret that i am just i don't know what it is about it maybe you can relate whoever's listening to this you know watching this is the new the next gen like <laughs> it just makes me really really excited like like in that way that ah oh, that just like completely takes away my jadedness sometimes like the jadedness kind of hangs around like a little like a little cloud next to me, even when I'm being excited like a kid about things like Sekiro. And, but, you know, just the idea of, of a new leap forward is just, I mean, it's just incredible. So the mini prediction here, you can clip this out later if you're that sort of person, but I think Project Awakening is going to be a um, next-gen exclusive. So that one, with the, which looks really good. I think I can see myself you know, uh, like gravitating towards covering, doing some coverage on that because <sighs> Papa wanted Scalebound. I really did. I, I really wanted that. And it doesn't look like you'll be collaborating with this dragon-like creature, but, you know, 
yeah hopefully it's not just a one-off like it'll look really cool design and it would be interesting to to have some something of that dynamic of what Scalebound was looking at and then you know i just clicked on a you know this um xbox video i'm into xbox in 2019 goodness me i'm i really want to see what they do um I really want to see if they announce something before PS4 because, you know, everyone's moved to like, everyone's like back, back out of the way, you know, making way for PS4 because they see that move that they made last year by skipping PSX and they haven't been clear in their messaging, but maybe they're just like, hey, why stop people from searching for PS5? Why stop um, people from, you know, having that um, that buzz around what Sony's doing? And that's all strategic. You know, sometimes people say it's like, well, they're you know, um, they haven't got their stuff together, they don't know, it's like, sometimes you have to make the allowance for the possibility that some of these uh, moves are actually intentional, and if that's so, then great, because that's that's what I enjoy doing, you know, raising it with you folks, you know, so there you go, um, yeah, interviews in February, that's going to be good, uh, just lock down a new role, you know, so I'll be, um, like, working, working, working all day, all, all day, for weekdays, and into the new year and then doing stuff um around about this time so it shouldn't interview interfere interfere with things much yeah i think that's going to be cool that'll be fine and um i've also set up something uh, where i can actually interview people in person i have the headset here so if any of you know any of the people tuning in i, I noticed some people on, on the reddit um mentioning they're from canberra in response to a post that i made if you're in canberra and you want to like like have a chat like why not like us canberra gamer folk need to stick together we're um we're a smaller yeah community here in canberra compared to places like melbourne and such you know so yeah just get in touch that'd be cool to do something in person you know like maybe tidy up the place and you know do the interview in front of the book bookshelf and you know um untangle myself from my existential uh, self brain racking about the the DSLR. I did discover that you can turn auto auto disconnect off, which which was good. Um, so maybe I'll work up my energy to be able to do that. So so yeah, you know what? I'm going to make another prediction for you folks. By the next time um, I speak with you on another episode, we will know the title of uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. I'm just getting that feeling. So far, all of the um, titles for uh star wars have been revealed in january i believe um if i'm not mistaken so january was revealed for 2015 yes for um uh, for force awakens and then 2017 for last jedi and so yeah i there you go actual official prediction with no particular you know award or anything like that but um speaking of awards yeah, I think I might do this. Let's make this happen, okay? Little impromptu things for the people who are loyal. So, um, to get the subs up um, for the uh, for the channel, just to kind of spread the word about the channel, I am going to be doing a giveaway, and I'm going to be pulling something from my bookshelf right now. So, what you can what you do it's 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 as you've heard it in other you know YouTube giveaways is you like and you share. And you subscribe and you leave a comment on the video and you are entered into the giveaway. Um, so I will be putting it in, in I, I won't be a troll, like I will put it in the um, in, in the description uh, that there is going to be a giveaway and we're going to go from there. So that's going to be fun. So wish me luck and like spin your imaginary, um, actually, no, I, I was going to like put some music on while I'm, while I'm going to um, go into the bookshelf. So just to ratchet up the anticipation. 
um, I don't know, Price is Right? <laughs> no, Price is Right Jingle? Is that it? I think that's the one. I don't know why. That just feels right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Just to start something out, why not? So I was reading some articles recently about the direction of um, uh, the Alien franchise. And uh, Catherine Waterson, who's getting ready for filming Fantastic Beasts 3, uh, mentioned that, um, you know, the new film could be called Alien Awakening and that it could be returning to LV246 which is the original Aliens sort of planet, and everything would come full circle. Now, I, I personally hope that, you know, again, I, I watched um, uh, Covenant in the cinemas, and it was f scary in its own way. Yeah, I, I watched, um, uh, it, you know, It in pretty close proximity to it. I think they had pretty close by release. I think one was September, one was October. And I really, really enjoyed it to an extent. Um, this is talking about It as in, like, uh, the yeah, Alien. It's very tough when you're like talking about two movies, one of which is called It. But yeah, Alien versus Covenant. Uh, Alien versus Covenant. Oh my god, Alien Covenant. Right. Um, I liked some of the set pieces, and I think it was extremely Mobius to have, you know, um, and very heavy metal magazine to have, uh, like Michael Fassbender, you know, on living on this desolate planet, like the whole thing felt like a uh, like a heavy metal Mobius um, strip come to life. It's very pulpy, you know. So from that point of view, I didn't actually have that many problems with with Covenant. A lot of people, again, cross comparing it, um, and it is, guys, it is. It's like it's science fiction, so it's okay for the alien to have different origins and to be engineered first, uh, and then you know, like they can explain all sorts of things with science fiction. So. Getting too caught up about canon. Again, not not invalidating your like intense emotions about certain things, but I just yeah, my, my personal sort of approach is to kind of keep perspective and be like, you know what, it it's it the setting if it's explained well enough, you know, we can go from there. But anyway, that leads me into I wonder if my segue was smooth enough. That leads me into the giveaway. And I wanted I've had this in mind for a giveaway as of about five seconds ago. It is the art because you're going to get a lot of this with a, a channel called uh, Interactive Artistry. The Art of Prometheus is the giveaway. So there you go. I might even put this in the thumbnail. I don't know if I'm posing right. There you go. Fantastic. I can, um, I can uh, crop that out. So if you're listening now on iTunes, so what you can do is, yeah, you can leave an iTunes review. That'll also enter you into the running, you know, and the winner will be chosen randomly and that'll be a lot of fun. And it's, it's look, honestly, one thing you cannot fault about Prometheus and its um, 
you know, uh, everything about Prometheus and like the new modern alien films directed by Ridley Scott is that like the art direction is, is impeccable. And um, I posted recently on Death Stranding Reddit that, um, that yeah, you know, it's they seem to have a bit of shared DNA, um, sort of aesthetically and design wise. So yeah, and and I just think it'd be a nice little gift to to the peeps here, so you can tell people about it. Uh, I'll put it. I'll hashtag. I'll try and hashtag the the crap out of the the giveaway and make some assets, um, and just so to give as as many people a chance as possible. Um, you know, because yeah, it, it's it would be nice to kind of like start seeing things grow, and I know that giveaways are a nice way to do that, and I have plenty of art books. Um, that I've amassed and uh, plenty that I have planned to to get for future films as well. So that'll be nice. So that's been added to our little show and our little get-together here. Um, and for the rest, yeah, uh, going forward, here's, here's the thing. So I don't know if you guys do this and you plan your entire year out. Um, it's, you know, this is the first time where I think I've like like actually sat down and I've written out everything in a, in a, in a, like a reliable kind of tidy way. Sometimes I would like sloppily put together notes, but like I've almost, I'm almost at the point of having memorized every single event that we have and most of the big, um, film releases and game releases and things honestly in earnest aren't going to really start happening until next month. Like Anthem goes straight into March, which is going to be all about Devil May Cry and, um, and Sekiro, of course, um, above all, um, and then April for me, I'm, I'm heading off to a Star Wars celebration, you know, and then May you have stuff like, you know, the big movies, you know, coming out like, um, uh, you know, Avengers and, and, and all that. I think, yeah, Captain Marvel is also in March, sorry. So May, um, April, May, June. June is all about E3, which is going to be who knows what kind of crazy potential next gen awesomeness is going to be. Um, July is yeah San Diego Comic Con. Uh, August is uh, Gamescom, which is going to be really cool. Um, uh, September's uh, the um, you know took a game show. Uh, October Paris Games Week. <laughs> uh, you know November is BlizzCon and um, some like late 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 stage movie releases. And December is. What can I say about December? That's going to be amazing. It's going to be Star Wars Episode Nine, first of all. Um, very likely, I, I I hope to believe that it's very likely. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for December as well. And um, yeah, and then the end of this year, going into 2020, which will be a year, a beautiful year as well. So but yeah, that's me here at the start of the year, you know, doing all the plannings. And uh, I hope to be able to do at least 50 pull-ups by then. Goodness me, I need to actually start getting back into that. So there you go. Well, that's been this episode of Interactive Artistry, you know, brought to you by me. <laughs> episode 129, closing it on the 130. And yeah, so going forward, um, yeah. What what else did I want to drop? There was something else. The Joachim Phoenix Joker looking really awesome. There's a couple of movies I haven't mentioned, which I'm really looking forward to. And um, yeah, I think, you know what? If I have the courage, I will try and do some kind of like, and, and not only the courage, but the the live streaming technology here in Australia to be able to like do a bit of um, streaming on Twitch with um, with Resident Evil. So that that might be fun. Uh, I'm still haven't recovered from my gigantic existential uh, myopia of um, of OBS, but uh, you know, Mitch from um, Optional Extra, friend of mine. Um, I did a, I spoke with him on his show, uh, Optional Extra, really, really great bunch of um, uh, um, video game analysts and enthusiasts, you know, um, he's going to help me with OBS one day when I've recovered, <laughs> I'm still super overwhelmed about it, but anyway, 
Take care, everyone, and I hope this found you well. I hope you had a good time hanging out in the, my little room here, uh, my little studio with all its... Uh, I'll, I'll make my way around it. I'll show you all sorts of... I, I do like to gather my things, don't I? My little kind of knickknacks and such. So little, I think I'll try and make have them make an appearance every time on, on each episode. But this is me waving to you as you leave your in your respective vehicles from my balcony. Take care. Be safe and have a lovely rest of the year, however long it'll be until I see you. I've been Albert, and till next time, bye for now.